0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor.
1: Welcome to another hour dedicated to the notion of enlightenment. An hour for inquiry, reflection, questions and more, all in our effort to understand exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. An hour devoted to exploring the edge of consciousness and all that is implied thereof, Indeed, an hour dedicated to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us go further inward, and perhaps challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. In exploring enlightenment, we often use the Socratic method, also known as a dialectic. Sometimes this dialogue can take place entirely in our own minds, but then again, Sometimes it's a devil's advocate approach to the discourse that fleshes out the subject and reveals the insight. This is an hour where we strive to evaluate knowledge as inseparable from the total experience of reality, and this is an hour where we suspend all our foregone conclusions, recognizing that everything we think we know might just be wrong. With that attitude of open-mindedness, we hope to enrich our endeavor and shorten the proximity to that ineffable state called enlightenment. Okay, every week I read a few of your letters as our way of paying respect to the importance you play in helping us to shape and improve our show. And by the way, we are now taking your videotape comments, and we will be posting some of them in the future in our chat room and on my website. We invite you to email those video comments to elden at eldentaylor.com. Last week, our guest was August Goforth, and our subject, The Risen, Life Beyond Death. And I I personally like this term, The Risen. When I think of a lost loved one, the idea of rising to another level or state of existence is much more comforting to me than that notion of they lost their battle and died or passed away and so forth. Well, Carlos wrote, quote, I thoroughly enjoyed your show today. I couldn't help but pay special attention to your guest not knowing why the Risen referred to him as August Goforth. There has always been a hidden message for me in the name Spirit Gives. The name August, from the dead language of Latin and meaning revered or exalted, just seems appropriate for who your guest is and what he is doing. It also spoke volumes that he didn't really need to know that. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you, Carlos. Mickey wrote, Ellen has the most interesting and provocative guests. Love it. Well, Mickey, we love that you love it, and thanks for the feedback. Amy wrote, I just started listening to Hay House Radio. It's so great that I regret not tuning into it sooner. I'm originally from Spokane, spent lots of time at Grandparents in Mead, and have been through Medical Lake. I love your sense of humor. Well, thanks, Amy. Uh, And the next time you're in Spokane... Give a ring and stop by my bookstore. And by the way, keep on listening and tell your friends all about Hay House Radio. Diana wrote, Glad I decided to tune into Hay House via the web today and catch your show. I look forward to more shows and learning more about your work. Well, thanks, Diana, and we do hope you will become a regular listener. Jacqueline wrote, I listen to Eldon's show on Hay House Radio every Tuesday, and it's the one show I make sure to tune into. Very insightful and forward-thinking. I love it. Thank you in advance for the MP3s. Wow, thank you, Jacqueline. And for all of you out there that may be new to our show, the MP3s Jacqueline is addressing are available on my website, Eldentaylor.com, at no charge whatsoever. There are many titles to choose from, from stress to loss of a loved one. Um, and, and and you can download them there. Uh, this is the patented and scientifically proven effective Intertalk technology. These are not samples. This is the real deal. We think of it as our pay it forward program. So please, go get yours today. Victoria wrote, thanks for paying it forward, Eldon. I enjoy your programs very much. Well, thank you, Victoria. Tony wrote, I love your CDs. The affirmations reflect the teachings of great teachers of our time. Louise Hay, Love and Forgiveness of Ourselves and Others. Eckhart Tolle, Living in the Now. Abraham Hicks, The Art of Allowing, and many more. Thank you so much for the excellent quality of your products. Your CDs have made my life a better place. Well, thank you, Tony. That's a new warm fuzzy for me. We do try, and we really appreciate your feedback. Mark wrote, I love your show and listen each week. I love pithy comments, Mark. Thanks, and please keep listening. Now, Gene wrote... Since your show is so interesting, an hour is rarely enough. I agree, Gene. We need more. We're we're thinking about two. Uh, Gene continues. Maybe it would be better to skip responding to listeners' mail and create a page on your website for that instead. It does seem to take a lot of time away from the program. End quote. Well, now I answered Gene, and, and I answered her by telling her that we'd take it up on the air, to which she responded. Quote, Well, I guess that's ironic. I'm stalked by irony. Carry on. (laughs) I absolutely love it, Gene. Such great wit. Now, we do take five or six minutes every week sharing some of your letters and comments. Many of you have written and expressed your appreciation for this aspect of our show. So here's the deal. We'll have a poll in our chat room today that all of you can participate in. Vote yes for continue the letters segment or no for take it down. You rule, you just let us know how you want it to go. All right, that's all the time we're going to take today for our letters, but I do invite you to opine by leaving comments on my website or by emailing me at Eldon at eldentaylor.com and or by joining me on Facebook. I do read all of your letters, even though we don't have time to share them all on the show. That said, they do impact our programming, so thank you. And a special thank you, to all of you out there that have taken the time to write Hay House about our show, we know that Provocative Enlightenment is a different show than most of the programming on Hay House Radio, and we do appreciate your support. Now to today's program. There has been a lot written within the past 30 years or so about Native American traditions, in particular their religious and spiritual practices. The shaman is held in high regard by most spiritually aware people. According to ethnobotanist Jonathan Ott, quote, Shamanistic ecstasy is the real old-time religion. He continues, Shamanic visionary ecstasy, the mysterium tremendum, the eternally delightful experience of the universe as energy, is the sine qua non of religion. It is what religion is for. There is no need for faith, It is the ecstatic experience itself that gives one faith in the intrinsic unity and integrity of the universe, in ourselves as integral parts of the whole that reveals to us the sublime majesty of our universe and the alchemical miracle that is everyday consciousness. Well, now shamanism is an anthropological term referencing a range of beliefs and practices regarding communication with the spiritual world, Shamans are said to treat ailments, illnesses by mending the soul. The shaman also enters supernatural realms or dimensions to obtain solutions to problems afflicting community. Shamans may visit other worlds, dimensions to bring guidance to misguided souls and or to ameliorate illnesses of the human soul in general caused by foreign elements, and so forth. Does it sound interesting? Well, I think so, and I have my own ideas and opinions about all of this, but how about you? We would like your input, and we invite you to join us. All right, let's 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 just meet today's guest. Lynn Andrews is renowned teacher, a New York Times best-selling author, a modern-age modern mystic and spiritual leader who began a new genre of metaphysical biography with her first book, Medicine Woman I read this book maybe well coming close to 20 years ago incredible book it incredible then incredible now some um, 18 books later i guess it is cuz she has 19 books under her belt now she continues to share her spiritual quest with thousands of people eager to find their magical selves she does this in in gatherings we'll learn more about that a little later on in the show once the business partner of <clears throat> Buckminster Fuller, now there's an icon to me, and a Beverly Hills art connoisseur, Andrews left a full time, a full life, I should say, of parties and projects to pursue the study of shamanism, guided only by a strange dream and the vague directions to a remote area given to her by a native man she met at a cocktail party. Friends and family thought she was a little crazy, possibly going through a midlife crisis? but following her heart led to an entirely new life, one that, according to her, is a closer expression of her true self. All right, let's meet this medicine woman. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Lynn Andrews.
2: Hello, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me on the
1: show. Oh, it's indeed my pleasure. I'm sure that most everybody out there knows who you are, but, you know, just in case we've got, you know, to begin with, tell us about yourself, a little bit about your background, this cocktail party you were at and how you how you became a shaman.
2: Eldon that uh, the po- cocktail party was a celebration for a medicine man who had written a book and they invited me because he was there and uh, we talked during the cocktail party, uh, and he, I told him that I had seen a, a photograph of the marriage basket um, at an event, a Stieglitz exhibit on La Cienega, and that I had gone back the next day because the picture, this photograph, had so entranced me. I, I had never seen a design like it, and I wanted to have it. And I went back to buy it, and they said, you know, this is a Stieglitz exhibit, as if I was the stupidest thing that ever walked. <laughs> and they said, we don't have such a photograph, what are you talking about? So, obviously, I'd seen it in another, on another level of consciousness. So, right. <clears throat> I then began these dreams every night of this very elder uh, Native American or Native woman holding out, preferring to me in her hands, this beautiful basket. And those dreams began to, uh, I became obsessed with them. I couldn't imagine what was going on. And when I went to that party for this uh, medicine man, um, I told him during the course of the party what had happened to me. And it was at that time that he said, you know, this is a very sacred basket. There's a very sacred reason why this has been, show them to you, and I will give you a map and show you how to find the keeper of the basket. And that's the beginning of the Medicine woman's story. And I went to the north of Canada, actually, they were uh, in Canada at the time, and um, to make a very long story short, uh, I wrote about my experiences and how I proved myself to be worthy of their attention at all, and... Um, you know, yes, I was living in Beverly Hills, and of course everybody thinks, well, she's a blonde-haired phony for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> I want to just tell your listeners that all of my books are stories about how I learned certain things, things about self-worth, things about uh, overcoming your ego, uh, the failure of not being loved, say, in your early childhood, all these things. What these women uh, from around the world, actually, there's 44 of us, have taught me about my frailties, uh, and I learned early on that we're all looking for peace. We're all looking for an aspect of uh, awareness and higher consciousness and enlightenment. And that you have to get through the veils of ignorance that surround you because of, say, a society you live in or belief structures that limit your consciousness. So they began to teach me. I became an apprentice to this uh, Agnes Whistling Out, this magnificent woman. Mm-hmm. And they did not teach me ever about Native American um, truths, they are Native. But there's a reason that they have held this wisdom and knowledge throughout millennia. And it's because when they were being attacked, say in Europe, uh, the uh, uh, Cathars, if they were going to be attacked by the Romans, the women would hold the wisdom and the knowledge in the materials that they wove, in secret places written um, in a cuneiform that maybe other people couldn't read at the time. And they held this wisdom and knowledge and passed it down from woman to child to another teacher like myself. Um, I had no idea I was going to be a teacher. I just went because I had always been able to see lights around people. I had always been able to see their pain, and I didn't know why. And I realized that as a six-year-old, that that made me very separate and different from everybody else. And I was afraid Mm. of that. And so I, I denied who I was for a very, very long time until Spirit finally came to me and said, you know, you need a teacher. And so I made that bid for power. I asked for teachers to come to me. And quite honestly, the photographs of the marriage basket was, in a sense, an invitation for me to finally... Shift my life and go be with them and learn, <clears throat> and so that's what I did. It, it was interesting. You had someone, Amy, I think, who um, is from Spokane, and she goes uh-huh. to Mead, Washington, uh, I believe. Uh
0: huh.
2: And that's in right Mead, Washington, I went yep. uh, to first grade. Was oh, uh, that right? Yeah, we had a little ranch there, and I would ride to school every morning with my Native American best friend Beverly. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we would tie up our horses, and then Dad would come get them and bring them home.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And,
2: and I've never heard of anybody that has ever even heard of Mead, Washington.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, well, it's a little up tiny. here. We 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 know where Mead is, and of course, I live in Spokane, and you do you know, Spokane. I, well, that's where my ranch is. I have a ranch here in Spokane. In fact, I have a question I'm, I may get to a little later on as we oh talk to the show. About, but, yeah, I mean, um, and that's why Amy wrote that letter. Apparently she learned that I live in Spokane. We broadcast. Uh, actually, we have a remote studio in Spokane that we connect uh, with the studio in California. It's oh, so show funny because I so. went
2: to Holy Names, which is the, the, woman, the girl's part of Gonzaga.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, I have a son in Gonzaga right now. Uh, oh, for so, heaven's sake. Yeah, Gonzaga Prep, anyway, high school. But, hey, that's great. That's See, we, you and Bing Crosby, we, you know, you're the, the famous folks from the area then, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, my
2: uncle was his best friend, and they got married in a double wedding ceremony. Ed Crowley is that and, right? and Bing, yeah. Oh
1: will be golly dog! Isn't that funny? Small world, isn't it?
2: It is indeed. It's a beautiful part of my life.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, now, Lynn, you know the Sisters of the Shield. You mentioned quickly that there are forty-four of you that are members. If you if you get out on the internet and you start looking at this, you, this is a secret organization. This is this. This is that. And, and, and kind of as I as I looked at, it, I was reminded, and and you kind of picked up on this as well. Uh, you know how women with magical abilities in the past, you know, they've been often hunted and treated as witches and so on and so forth. Oh yeah. Why is why is Sisters of the Shield a secret society or is it still?
2: Well, it is a secret uh, gathering of women. Uh they are enormously elder. Uh they have such power within themselves that they've gone and this is hard for anybody to believe and I don't talk about it much but they have definitely transformed the agreement of aging. I believe in a way that we come in with several agreements, and aging is one of them. But if you realize that you recreate your body every seven years, aging Mm -hmm. is an odd thing because you control the process of aging, the process of health, your your uh, abundance in the world, spiritual and physically, by your mind and Mm. how you are conditioned. And the ego mind, as you've certainly read in The Power of Now, uh, is one of the culprits that keeps us in fear, in pain, and in uh, the process of aging. Anyway, they have certainly evolved past those agreements, and they are women of power who a lot of our time is spent praying and working with the luminous fibers that surround the earth in a matrix. And particularly over the Middle East, there is such pain now. And in every part of the world, we're all um, kind of, we're all in a in a process of moving into enlightenment from a place where we thought that that wasn't possible. And all of a sudden, people, ordinary people, whoever that is, um, suddenly realize that there's a new chip in their computer. They suddenly have the ability to see things that they've never been able to see. Or they're asking Mm -hmm. questions. Why am I alive? They've never even thought of it before. Why is that happening? Well, 2012 is part of that. We're we're coming to the so-called end of all the calendars, the Mayan calendar and so forth. And I think, for me, what that means is that we're moving into a higher new awareness and consciousness that, in, in fact, we may never have been able to do before, or we lost that ability perhaps when other civilizations collapsed and we've rebuilt ourselves through the process of wanting to do good in the world, wanting to be part of the light, wanting to have positive energy to transform the world into a place of peace. And, um,
1: Anyway, I don't even remember your question. <laughs> well, that's okay. No, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to know if the 44 Sisters of the Shield was indeed a secret society. But you answered that. You did. And, and, and you know, one of my questions here has to do with 2012, too, because there's so much doom and gloom out there and, and the expectations. And I see this, you know, like we're being pressured. And, and you really, truly, we're, we're seeing a time when, when the world can go one of two directions, you know, and we're having the forces from both. That's kind of how I see it. But, but, you know, when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you more about 2012. And I'm going to ask you particularly about agnes whistling elk and ruby uh play chiefs i think that was her name yeah uh-huh. uh and 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 i and i want to know a little bit more about uh something you call i believe double dreaming but we, we have a break that we have to go to and i want to get this on the air before we go to break we have helen mary in our chat room and she says i am so excited that eldon will be speaking with lynn please send her my great big thank you for her books they helped me greatly during a period of self-doubt and uncertainty in my life and i passed them on to others yours helen mary real oh. quick lynn have you got something for helen mary i've got about 15 seconds
2: uh, helen uh, i will place you uh in our sacred circle and i will send you so many blessings thank you darling for for mentioning this and so much love back to you
1: I call those my warm fuzzies. You know, when you get that feedback, that's what it's really all about, isn't it? Well, she's... All right. Well, I've got horses up here for you to ride, but we've got to go to break. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment on Hay House Radio, radio for your soul. We're discussing shamanism with Lynn Andrews. Be sure to stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up. And thank you for listening to Provocative Enlightenment on hayhouseradio.com.
3: Close your eyes. Imagine your goals and dreams. What's preventing you from accomplishing them? Most often, we are our own worst enemies. I can't. I'm not good enough. It's time to reprogram that inner dialogue. Replace all those negative self-images with, I'm good. I am powerful. I can do anything. Eldon Taylor's InnerTalk patented subliminal technology does just that. Researched at numerous universities such as Stanford and by governments such as Mexico and Germany, InnerTalk has repeatedly been proven effective at changing your self talk. Stop imagining your goals and make them a reality today. Visit www.intertalk.com. That's I N N E R T A L K.com. InnerTalk.com Intertalk.com.
0: Do you feel like you've become lost in a funhouse? Only seeing the reflection of yourself, past, future, and present, but unable to find the real you? I invite you to step through the doorway and onto the path leading to understanding of your mind, your choices, and the influences that surround you. Read Elton Taylor's New York Times best-selling book, Choices and Illusions, now expanded, updated, and revised. It will provide you with real-life examples of how you can break free from your current perceptions and begin your journey to how high is up. Get your copy today from all bookstores or online from Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble.
1: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we've been speaking with author Lynn Andrews. But before we get back to today's show, we ran a poll in the chat room. That poll's still going on. She's got a second poll out there now. But the poll was about, uh, do we continue this segment about reading letters? And 90% of you say absolutely. 10% of you say maybe read one or two fewer. But none of you said do away with it. So unless you're going to get in there real quick in mass, it looks like the letter segment remains. All right. I'd also like to remind you to like, in the words of Facebook, our Provocative Enlightenment Facebook page, and while you're there, I invite you to join me personally on Facebook as a friend. Finally, be sure to check out the free programs and sign up for our free newsletter when you visit eldentaylor.com. Okay, let's get back to, to the show. Before the break, uh, we were discussing 2012 Lynn Andrews, and I suggested that I think it's... a. Uh, it's a period where the great deal of pressure is going to be placed on on mankind to make certain decisions but i certainly don't see it as an end do you read it different than that because i know you do future traveling
2: well i think that uh the end of the calendar uh truly does mean that we lift into a different kind of consciousness and awareness Mm -hmm. where and mother earth is teaching us that isn't she she's shrugging her shoulders and making us realize that if you don't live in harmony with your environment and nature and the spirits um, of, of uh, abundance, say, that, um, that things are going to be difficult. I think in my world, um, I say that the great dreamer is awakening, however you want to, to think that as a reality. But if the great mm-hmm. dreamer is awakening, if you just go along with what I'm saying for a moment, and When the, the great dreamer is kind of held up this reality as I see it, and all of a sudden that great dreamer is awakening, and you're going to have to take responsibility for the design of your life. And you're going to have to take more responsibility than you ever have. You're going to have to do your homework uh, about politics, about life, about the meaning of your existence, and you're going to have to move into The angelic realms, the realms of higher consciousness. Um, Eldon, you were speaking before I came on about shamans going into a state of ecstasy and so forth. Right. Uh, In the tribal world of shamanism, which of course I'm not a part of because I am Norwegian, I didn't grow up in a tribe. Um, However,
1: pretty blonde uh, lady, though.
2: Yeah, and I'm blonde. (laughs) But uh, my friends, I have had uh, Native friends all my life, and uh, certainly women of power, men of power, and somebody who has the ability to see uh, more than uh, what people normally see in their everyday life, to be able to see energy forms around people, to be able to see their illness and their pain. To be able to work with them, I work with the mind and the heart, and I heal the mind and the heart with the person who comes to me. I mean, I don't heal someone. They heal themselves. And I've learned to do that over the years uh, in a a very good way. I have a school, uh, Lynn Andrews uh, School for Sacred Arts and Training. It's all on my website, lynnandrews.com, lynnandrewsproductions.com, either way. And I have online courses, uh, and all of the time that I am teaching, I am working with the veils of ignorance that surround us. We have belief structures. We have uh, faiths in different ways. We have a wisdom, perhaps, or a a knowledge, I should say, that has come to you through a hope of perhaps fear, a a hoop, I should say, uh, that contains fear. And um, I have found that about 92% of the world has come out of abuse. So before you can look at your dreams and understand what they really mean, you have to go back to the abuse that you've had. And you have to, first of all, accept it, and then you can heal it. And we do that in the school. That is something. Now,
1: now, when you say 92% of the world coming out of abuse, this is your observation, the way you've collected empirical data from the people who have come to you, but you're not just speaking about physical abuse, are you?
2: Oh, no, no. I'm talking about emotional abuse. So often, uh, two people are working in a family, and that child, mm-hmm. maybe an only child, comes home, and they really don't have anybody to talk to. They don't have someone to listen. And... Some people are fine with that. Other children uh, find that to be abusive in that.
1: Yeah, they that feel sense that of there's abandonment nobody is abuse.
2: to hear them. And you go to other parts of the world, there is a lot of abuse. And you go in through the Middle East and uh, different parts of that world, there is tremendous abuse. And uh, one of the things that I find so wonderful is having a school on, I have one school that is online. And people, women, uh, men who are in a state of abuse, uh, they may have a partner uh, that doesn't want them to learn anything. They can come on the computer and they learn with us, and they begin to see the truth of who they are. I mean, we're all looking for the truth, and the truth yep. may be different for a lot of different people because so you have. Just-
1: Let's get some callers in here and see if we can't share some truth with them then. Okay? Yeah, let's you. go to let's let's go to Donna in New York. Donna, thank you. You have been very patient, uh on the line for quite some time now. You're on the air with Lynn Andrews.
2: Hi, Hi Donna. Welcome. Oh, hello.
0: Thank you for taking my call. I I work with a uh Spiritual teacher, and she told me that I'm a natural born shaman. Hey, wait a minute, you're going to have to talk a little louder. I just can't hear
2: you. Forgive me.
0: Okay, I, I work with a, a spiritual teacher, and she told me that I was a natural born shaman. And if that's the case, why would I be chosen? I mean, I
2: don't know if this is, you know, if what you think, but do you believe that also? Because I don't. Know, I just. Well, you know, I wrote and I think my book, Jaguar Woman. I was talking with Soila in the Yucatan of the southern part of Mexico, and I said, "Why, why am I here?" And you know what? You know I'm so unlikely to be to have these uh, shaman abilities. And she said, "Oh no," she said, "Everyone is called, but very few have the 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 will, the sacred will and intent to follow that calling." Okay. So, it, that may be something um, that has come into you, and um, what a gift that is. Because, yeah, because I definitely have lucid dreams. You know, I have flying
0: dreams. Uh-huh. People from the other side come to me in my dreams. Um, and I get a lot of healing. And I've had an angel come to me, heal me in my dreams. So, well, I do get a lot of that. I mean, at first, well, you it was know, very scary.
2: What but shamans do is they learn to choreograph the elements, the, uh, the powers in the universe so that you can teach someone to follow their dream. What okay. you need to do is figure out what, what is the dream that you have for your life? What do you want to accomplish? What's the meaning? Uh, you know, are you here to be a teacher? Are you here to be of service? Um, what aspect of this incredible gift of this existence and the physical form You've got to remember that you don't have the, the opportunity that the physical form gives us very often. Okay. You live, you're living in a relative world where right. people think they are separate from each other. But in fact, the first lesson of power is that we're all alone. The last lesson of power is that we're all one. And I think what you're experiencing is the fact that, okay, now you've had these experiences They don't make you separate and different. They make you part of a greater whole. You're Mm -hmm. beginning to see with, you can learn to develop an intent so that when you go out at night, when you are what you call flying, you can go to where you wish. You can go to the Akashic Record and read. You can go and meet with someone. That you've always wanted to meet, wouldn't mm. that be fabulous? Yes, because I do. As I said, I
0: fly, but I get so excited that I'm flying that I wake up.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, you see, if you prepare yourself and okay. you you have an intent to go flying, okay, into a certain place, oh, then boy. you will go there and you won't wake up. Okay. Because this is what you intended to do in the first place. Wow, that's exciting. I
0: think that. All that's,
1: right.
2: That's wonderful. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Oh well, thank Thanks you for, for calling. calling. Donna. Okay.
1: Hi. Uh, let me let me get this straight. Then, uh, Lynn, your your schools, you're teaching you're teaching women to be medicine women to be shaman.
2: Well, uh, let me tell you first of all, medicine woman is someone who grows up in a tradition and becomes a healer of some sort in a tribe. Okay. Uh, uh, shaman. I really should have called my first book Shaman Woman, but I didn't know the difference at that time. And a shaman is someone who has special abilities, who, um, you know, there's such a, a, a problem with uh, words. You know, I words, you. Uh, <laughs> they mean something different to everybody, and you're, you're confined until you learn how to read between the words.
1: Uh, One of my dear friends is a fellow by the name of Peter Calhoun, and and he is uh, an Episcopalian priest who's turned shaman who basically manipulates, uh, if you will, uh, nature. Uh, I've seen him, you know, cause winds and and uh, do things that, you know. My mother told me when I was a boy that uh, one of our shirt-tail relatives was Sitting Bull. And, of course, you know, that's a Lakota Sioux shaman of, yeah. of some fame. Uh, and, and I heard all these stories about how, you know, uh, the medicine men, uh, the shaman, uh, had the visions and how the Native Americans reenacted those visions and so on and so forth. So... I guess what I'm asking when I use the word shaman is, are you teaching people to utilize the forces of nature in, I believe your word was, an orchestrated way? Uh, Is that a part of your courses?
2: Yes, uh, I I teach people to uh, choreograph the energies in the universe. But first of all, as a person, um, an apprentice to power, which means personal power, you know, being able uh-huh. to live your dreams. Um, which means
1: personal responsibility, yeah. That's
2: right. Taking care of yourself right. and, and not playing the blame game, for instance. You mm-hmm. know, my parents are the reason that I can't do this, and my business, right. the government makes me uh, whatever. And, you know, you have to drop all of that. You have to stand in your own circle of power. And, yes, that is what I teach people. I teach people to learn what it means to be sacred. And, you know, whether they are Christian or Buddhist or Hindu, uh, I don't ever say, believe in me or believe in these events, you know, that occur. I want you to mm. believe in yourself as you relate to God, whatever your god or goddess is.
1: And in doing that, you'll know the ecstasy that we talked about. Let's go back to the telephones because we always end up leaving some of these phone calls uh, okay, that's in the wonderful. dark. Let's get as many as we can, okay? Surely. Uh, we have on line three Leah. Leah, you're uh, Leah from New Jersey, it is. You're on the air with uh, Lynn Andrews. Do you have hi, a question? Leah.
4: Yes, hi. How
0: are you? Thanks for taking my call. Mike,
4: can you hear me? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I'd unmute. My question is, um, I'm actually a life coach, and I seem to repeatedly have a dream, and I feel like there is something calling, like that I need to be doing something, but I'm not really sure it is because most of the time I forget, you know, the majority of the dream. And it's always like somebody asking me to do things.
2: Well, I think <laughs> that we're born with the instinct to uh, – we, we forget a lot when we're born. We forget the reason that we came here in the first place. And the reason you came here is to learn. And you learn through the process of relativity. When you make an act in the world, let's say you write a book, that's an act of power. And that act of power provides a mirror. And you look in that mirror and you see your frailties and your strengths and your joy and your sadness. So I think what you're being asked to do is to make an act of power of some kind. Um, does that make sense to you yeah
4: i mean I, I can feel it and actually i can sense it and it's almost like things sometimes shows up it's uh, you know they're trying to answer a few of my questions but I'm still like i feel i need to be doing more you know i actually i got into being a life coach because i, I was working on be you know better in myself and finding myself and finding my true purpose and i feel like i already you know like i have it but like i need to do take it to the next level and I'm constantly putting the questions out there, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I see these dreams and I can't, you know, I can't explain it. <laughs> um, did you have any abuse in your early life? No, I mean, mostly like more
2: like emotionally, you know, like yeah, family Emotional abuses.
4: Right. Family trauma. Uh,
2: you know, a, a more powerful than anything. Anyway, Absolutely. I would uh, go up on lynnandrews.com, look at what we do, okay. and see if you can come join us. Um, okay. At, For something, and and then uh, I can assist you, I think. I can uh, help you find what it is you're looking for. Okay. Because,
4: I mean, I feel like I have a call in, and I wanted to, like, really kind of, like, because I feel I'm here to serve. Well,
2: I know you're there. You are here to serve. Uh, Right. But how is the issue? Uh, We have an event coming up in Hawaii. We have, you know, I always have my gathering in Santa Fe. Uh, at Ghost Ranch every year at the end of May. Uh, we have the online courses, which you can do, and I also have a school starting in January, and I also have a writing school. There, a lot of it is online, so you don't have to come to a campus. Right, right. You can learn, uh, or you can have a call with me. Uh, okay. You can find that all on my website, lynnandrews.com, and then we can figure. I can help you figure out what you really intend. Okay, I
1: appreciate
2: that. Thank okay, you so much. Really, okay. Thanks, <laughs> Thank thanks you. for calling, Leah. Okay, bye-bye. Thank uh, you.
1: Let's, Bye. let's grab a question out of the chat room. Uh, Kat's asking, uh, what would the world of shamanism say about the modern-day appearances of the sun? It used to be yellow or golden, but now it appears much whiter.
2: Well, we're having sun flares, and I think uh, just a few days ago we had two sun flares, which we've never had before, or at least in our history, so I understand. And the sun flares, when you think about it, Akhenaten, the Egyptian pharaoh, changed his entire world by going from a pantheon of gods to one god, the sun, Ra. He brought everyone out of Thebes, built a new city of light called El Amarna, and he... Worshipped. He taught people about the power of light, and he was not really worshipping the sun. He was worshipping the light from the sun. So it's very interesting that you have noticed that. Um, now, I'm not quite sure. I have seen a lot in New Mexico and Arizona where I live. Um, I, I do see the golden sun. I don't see, it. I don't know, where are you calling from, Kat?
1: Well, she's not calling, she's in our chat room, but oh, I'll put is. that okay. question back to her. Yeah, Let's go there... on, Lynn, and we'll we'll take another question. Okay. I can't see energy, as you mentioned, but I feel intense energy when I try to med- meditate. What is up with that? That's from Adnil in the chat room.
2: Well, what is up with that is that you are letting your thoughts clear away in a state of meditation so that your chakra energy can open up. You know, what's the thing that I'm always struck by is that people go out and they teach all of this, these fabulous things. But if you, as a recipient of that teaching, are not clear in your energy centers, just that, if you're not clear and they're not Uh, moving in the right direction and you don't have a sense of the energy within your body, then you don't learn anything because you're blocked. When you meditate, you are probably lining up your chakras unconsciously or maybe consciously. But what you're doing is you're allowing the energy of the universe to flow through you. And that's a beautiful thing. That brings you a kind of clearing so that Uh, You know, if you can make yourself ill, you can make yourself well. And you're using a kind of energy that is bringing you total health. And it would be interesting for you to find out which of your chakras is blocked. Um, If you go on my site, um, uh, the website, you'll find in the chat rooms also Uh, people talking about this a lot. Um, Some of my, I have month-long courses four times a year, and they're online. We do a lot of chakra clearing and working with, you know, the chakras not only are energy centers, but they have a tone. And you can go into those energy centers and find that tone and uh, begin to circulate that throughout your body so that all of and you can center yourself, on what you came here to learn in the first place. Okay. let that's go to what hotel. I a happening.
1: All right, let's go to a phone call. We have Natalie from New York on uh, on the line with us. Natalie, you're on the air with Lynn Andrews. Do you have a question for Lynn?
0: Hi, guys. Uh, thank you very much for uh, taking my call. Lynn, you're so beautiful on, on the site. I see your face. Thank you very much for everything you share. And my question is, very similar to previous uh, uh, person who, who called. And I'm looking, how can I serve people? I love to be with people, and I uh, help a lot of people. Mm, I like help people to achieve their dreams, but in my heart I feel something bigger, and
2: I cannot find how can I serve. Uh, well, let me uh, thank you for your lovely... Um, a question and and your thoughts. I think you're in the same place that so many of us are in Mm -hmm. before we learn tools. Uh, Eldon, and I think you were talking about that, Um, you know, I give you tools that you can use when you work with someone, when you are in a position of service. But Mm -hmm. first you've got to help yourself. There are some, I'm looking at your energy field as we're talking, and there are places you have some scars, some things that have happened to you that have hurt you, and in your earlier life. And we need to, you know, clear that away. And then mm-hmm. there are so many ways that you can be of service to people in the world. But you need to know why and how you are moving out there, and you mm-hmm. need to do that with great responsibility. Being someone of service is not just someone hanging out there with your hand, you know, placed out there to help someone. You need to be careful. You need to do it with intent, and you need to learn what you're doing. Um, Look at my website. Look at the school. The school would be, the school that starts in January and February would be fabulous for you because then I teach you tools. I teach you ways of healing. And you can choose among them and say, I want to become really an expert in this area. And I will show you how to do that. I will help you Mm -hmm. get there. But mostly, you have to help yourself. The problem is you don't know the form. You don't know how to help yourself. You Mm -hmm. want to. You have the greatest intentions in the world. But you don't know where that's leading. And I can help you do that. I really can I can At help. your
1: website. We, we're we running out of time, Lynn. Give that website again.
2: LynnAndrews.com. Uh, <laughs> Lynn Couldn't be easier. Mm-hmm. And
0: LynnAndrews, uh,
1: and that's L-Y-N-N. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Natalie, but we're out of no, time. No,
2: that's thing. okay. Okay. Natalie, you thank you. Me. And I'll remember. I'll remember you.
1: All right, Lynn, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Appreciate it much. Um, that's lynnandrews.com. A great book. She has 19 of them out there. All right, we've come to the end of another hour of provocative enlightenment. I want to thank you all for joining us, and I do hope you enjoyed our show, and we'll join us again next week, same time and same place. We try to give you a variety of ways to look at the world that we live in. And if you like our show, do let us all know. Okay. Until next time, remember, around here, believing in yourself always matters. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you might be.